What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got the second part of my conversation with Jordan Reed from the Draft Network. On the last episode, Jordan joined me to talk about some Vikings related to more Vikings topics related to more of the entire roster, like Daniil Hunter and Patrick Peterson. Uh, the part you guys will be hearing today will feature Jordan discussing the Vikings' latest rookie class and some of his opinions on the guys they selected. But before we get to that, there's something that I just wanted to discuss that has been a bit of a hot topic in the Vikings world during the last few days, and, and that is the Vikings' reported interest in drafting former Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, who we all know was eventually picked by the Chicago Bears. So first off, let's just go over a few things that came out shortly after the draft concluded at the beginning of May. So there was the report from ESPN's Courtney Cronin that the Vikings were prepared to take Justin Fields if he was still on the board at pick number 14 in the first round, where they were originally originally slated to make their pick. Um, then there was the report from the Star Tribune's Ben Gessling that the Vikings, quote, made an effort, end quote, to trade up for fields this year. But, but, a big emphasis on the but, the Vikings were not willing to drop everything to trade up for fields according to Gessling's report. Okay, so we have these two reports uh, that the Vikings had some interest in fields. Okay, that's fine. But they obviously didn't view him as a prospect that was worth sacrificing uh, valuable future assets just, just to move up. So so Courtney Cronin and, and Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer also reported that the Vikings made calls to try and trade up to draft former Northwestern offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. So Fields was clearly not the only prospect the Vikings had an interest in trading up for. So this is important. So just keep this in mind 
for later with some stuff that you know we're also going to discuss. So all right, so this that led us to this week, uh, in which the Carolina Panthers released a video that gave people a behind-the-scenes look into things that that went on in their draft war room war room during uh, this year's draft. So early in the video, members of the Panthers' front office are on the phones and taking calls. Um, and one call happens to come from the Vikings. The Panthers front office member on the phone with the Vikings says that they're offering pick number 90 in the third round and pick number 143 in the fourth round to move up from pick number 14 in the first round to pick number 8. He also said, this is important, he also said the Vikings were not willing to give up a 2022 first round pick to move up. So this is important. This is this is important to keep in mind as we also bring up some more stuff. So after this video was, rele- was released, you know, some various outlets attempted to connect the Vikings' very weak attempt to trade up. I mean, a third and a fourth. Uh, you know, I think they're just trying to see if the Panthers were dumb enough to accept the offer. Um, they tried to connect the trade attempt with Courtney Cronin's report about the Vikings having some interest in fields. I'm not sure how those two are related, but... You know, whatever whatever you want to do. Uh, then on Sunday, Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, a known Vikings fan and a gigantic critic of Kirk Cousins, reported that the Vikings were, quote, targeting, end quote, fields when they attempted to trade up with the Panthers. So this is quite the interesting report because if the Vikings were truly targeting fields like Florio says they were then why weren't they willing to give up a 2022 first round pick to the Panthers in their offer if you're going to use the phrase targeting then you are implying that fields was the guy at the top of the Vikings board and they were willing to do whatever it took to move up in the draft but from the video evidence provided By the Panthers and from the report from Ben Gessling, we know that the Vikings were not willing to do whatever it took to move up the board and draft fields. So the truth is, sure, the Vikings had interest in picking fields, but he was just one of multiple prospects the team would have considered if they were able to move up in the first round. So we should also consider the source when it comes to Florio's report as well. This is a guy who has been highly, highly critical of Kirk Cousins ever since the Vikings picked him over Case Keenum in 2018. Keenum, who Florio wanted the Vikings to keep. This is not to say Cousins isn't free of of criticism. He's you can criti- There's plenty of things you can criticize him about. But in Florio's eyes, Cousins can really do no good. So it's really up to you if you want to believe that the Vikings were truly targeting fields with their terrible trade offer to the Panthers that did not include a 2022 first-round pick. So over the next few days, you're probably going to hear from a bunch of outlets that cover the Vikings and, and Vikings fans on Twitter saying that the Vikings passed on trading up to draft fields. You know, 
which they're not wrong. Sure, go ahead and say that. But just make sure you also say that the Vikings passed on Rashawn Slater, on Patrick Sertan II, on Devonta Smith, and all of the other prospects who they could have traded up to select before they eventually drafted Christian Derrissaw with the 23rd pick. All right. Well, that's all I have to say on that topic. That's enough. The draft was a month ago, so we don't need to keep talking about players that aren't on the Vikings roster, that they didn't have a serious interest in moving up to get. Um, so let's get to some talk about some players that the Vikings actually drafted uh, this year with Jordan Reed from the Draft Network. Um, before we get to that, though, a few words about Manscaped. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. We know you're mostly known for your draft knowledge, so let's get into some talk about the Vikings' rookie class this year. So Rick, Spiel Rick Spielman made the shock of the century, and he moved back in the first round um, of this year's draft when he traded back from number 14 to number 23. Uh, he traded that pick with the, with the New York Jets. The Vikings were able to get left tackle Christian Derrissaw with their new selection in the first round, but the trade resulted in them missing out on some guys like you know Jalen Phillips or, or Quiddy Pay. Uh, knowing what we now know about how the board turned out after the trade, is this a deal that you would make again if you were Spielman? Yeah, uh, just because I really like what they were able to get with him trading back. I think with those other two picks that he got in the third round, that helped him get Kellen Mond and then also Wyatt Davis as well. And I think Davis is going to be a much earlier contributor than what Kellen Mond is going to be just because with quarterbacks, it's always tricky to see how they turn out. But I really like the value that he was able to get and still was able to get his left tackle right away and Christian Derrissaw. So, um, I mean, let's just be honest. He's going to be the day one starter. And I think Wyatt Davis is going to eventually overtake Dakota Dozier at that right guard spot to be a week one starter so. as well. And I mean, <laughs> you see the the lineups that you know, Courtney Cronin and some of these other beat writers are, are tweeting out and you see Dozier and then Rashad Hill at that left tackle spot and fans are up in an uproar about yeah, it, but they just have to OTA, understand. Like, it's like the third yeah, practice it's of OTAs, the year. <laughs> right. 
So, yeah, I expect both of those guys to be week one starters. And we'll see what happens with Kellamon. I really like them swinging for the fences a little bit with that mid-round quarterback just because they've been kind of lackluster a little bit mm-hmm. with addressing that QB2 spot with guys like Sean Mannion, you know, with him being the backup quarterback. And I said it uh, offseason, they were very hesitant with addressing that backup quarterback spot. So that really kind of showed their hand a little bit with as far as them maybe potentially drafting a quarterback somewhere on day two. So I was really happy to see them get Kellen I think he was the best of that second tier group after the big five. Um, when you're talking about Davis Mills, then also Kyle Trask, I think he was the better or he was the best out of those three. Yeah. Um, the Vikings got very lucky that Kirk Cousins did not have to miss time because if he did, they're like, I know they struggled last season. Uh, their season would have been even worse if Sean Mannion had to be in there, you know, taking snaps because He's been in the league for I don't even know how long. He's never thrown a touchdown pass. Um, so <laughs> that's all you need to know about him. But we talked about Darisaw and how most are expecting him to be the day one starter, left tackle for the Vikings next season. So, But is there a rookie that could potentially make a bigger impact for the Vikings next season than Darisaw? Uh, I mean, Wyatt Davis, I think he's the obvious one. Um, but one that I actually do like that I think is going to make uh, impact, I wouldn't say right away, but I think eventually, um, is Kane Nwangwu. He was one that I was a big fan of. And the Vikings have always uh, addressed that running back three spot somewhere on day two or day three. We've seen it in the years past, or even undrafted free agency with guys like Mike Boone mm-hmm. and then Jarek McKinnon as well, who was a really good player when he was healthy prior to leaving for the 49ers. So, and, you know, he's not going to be a superstar player or anything like that. But we know the Vikings needed an upgrade and bringing some competition with Amir Abdullah. And you're talking yeah. about a cheaper option on a rookie deal. But also, I think something that's going to help him a lot is that he's a very explosive kick returner as well. And he's already welcomed um, the challenge of returning punts as well. I think they need a, a huge upgrade from K.J. Osborne. I just don't think yeah. he's a player that can get the job done. So I would really like to see them try Nwang Wu back there uh, in preseason just to see if he can handle it. Um, if not, you have some other guys like Amir Smith-Marset. He has some experience with punt returning as well. I just think they need to get an upgrade at that punt return spot just because they were really lacking in that area last year. So Smith-Marset is very interesting as well. I think he brings a different dynamic uh, from what they don't have in the wide receiver course right now as far as that deep burner down the field that can take the top off the defense. I think that's something that the Vikings really haven't had in a very long time. So it wouldn't surprise me if he makes some significant big explosive plays down the field this year when he does see the field. Yeah, they had a, what, Alder Robinson in, in 2018. I feel like maybe he might be the last last kind of right. burner guy that they had. And I think he caught like five touchdowns. Yeah. Know, like 10 catches. Most of them, most of them were touchdowns. Uh, but you mentioned Kellen Mond. He was the Vikings' second pick. Uh, in this year's draft, didn't happen until the third round, but he was his, their second selection this year. What do you think the Vikings' plans are for Mon? Is is him being the starter in twenty twenty two even a possibility, or they, or maybe are they looking at him more of a long term project that sits for maybe like three or four years before maybe becoming a starter, kind of like what Aaron the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, I'm not comparing Mon to Rodgers, but you know. Sitting Rodgers for those three years worked out pretty well for the Packers, so I'm just wondering if the Vikings might be looking to do something similar with Mon. So what are your thoughts on all this? I thought it was really interesting, and I think they kind of gave themselves some insurance in a sense. Just We both know that Kirk Cousins has a very high cap number. I think it's $45 million yep. in 2022, which is a significantly high number for a quarterback. Um, and I think Kirk is a top 12 
quarterback in the league right now. But whenever you're talking about a a quarterback of his caliber, you want to see a little bit more, especially when you're talking about 40 plus million at that spot. Um, But I think with Mond, I think it's probably a long term play with him just because he's obviously not going to be ready year one. And I think it would benefit for him to sit back and learn from Kirk from a year or two. So if Kirk doesn't want to renegotiate his deal and they end up, you know, trading him elsewhere or something ends up happening of where he's not a Viking in 2022, you have that young quarterback who was also cost controlled in Kellen Mond uh, for the next three years, starting in 2022. So I think it was a really good long-term ploy for them as far as getting some, getting themselves some insurance and also a cost controlled young quarterback. And that's not to say they still won't bring in a veteran to bring or to give him competition just because we're not going to see what Kellen Mond is going to be. Um, and I don't want to label, label him as, as far as a starter quality type of quarterback just because I don't know when he's going to be on the next level. But if anything, they have a young quarterback on the roster that they have or can bring in competition with. Yeah, someone they can actually, you know, develop, which they haven't had since, what, Teddy was there? Yeah. For real. Um, all right. So every year there seems to be a selection by the Vikings in the draft that makes everyone just, you know, scratch their heads. You know, last year was probably picking K.J. Osborne in the fifth round. Uh, the year before that was drafting Alexander Madison in the third round. Uh, and the year before that was probably drafting Daniel Carlson in the fifth round because why are we drafting kickers um, at all? Um, but was there a Vikings pick from this year's draft that gave you maybe a similar reaction to the picks I just mentioned? Honestly, there wasn't. And I wasn't okay. I wasn't really satisfied with taking Surratt as early as they did. Yeah. I thought yeah. they probably could have got him a round or two later. But as I thought about it, it really made sense just because I think he's kind of going to be your new Eric Wilson in a sense. Um, they have a very similar playing style, going to be on every single special teams, uh, very similar build, uh, backup linebacker. Uh, that is a bit raw in the sense that you do have to develop over time. But he's going to be a really good, I think, linebacker three on the roster, even linebacker four on the roster, depending on how they feel about Nick Digital. I don't really know what their plan is for him, even though he's only on a one-year deal. So if Surratt is that fourth guy, I think he definitely could be that for them, even though he is a little bit raw in a sense. So as I thought about it, it made a little bit more sense uh, after the selection. But initially when it happened, I thought it was a little bit earlier before my liking, but no, he's going to be the new Eric Wilson, and I understand why they ended up making the selection. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of good things about Surratt ever since uh, the Vikings drafted him. I'm I'm a guy who usually doesn't deep dive deep into the the draft before or even really during the the whole process. I just wait till the Vikings kind of get their guys, and then I'll look at all their film and dive in deep there. I know you obviously do a lot more work on draft guys than I do because it's your job. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've liked a lot what I've heard from Surratt, from guys who have watched him, watched his film and, and stuff like that. So I'm kind of a little more excited about him than probably uh, maybe the majority of the Vikings fan base is because it just is, is more of an unknown, I feel like, than, than a bunch of the other guys. You know, everyone knows Wyatt Davis and, and, and Christian Darisau. You know, they're, they're out in the open. But someone like Surratt, they're just like, who's, who's this guy? Um, but I'll get you out of here on this. Obviously... A lot can happen between now and the 2022 NFL Draft, but I'm still going to put you on the spot. So right now, what do you think the percentage chance is of the Vikings picking a quarterback in the first round of the 2022 draft? Oh, man, it's it's tough right now just because I don't know Mm -hmm. what Kirk Cousins is Mm going to do um, as far as I keep bringing up the contract for next year. 
And I'm sure that's something that Rick Spielman probably keeps him up all night thinking mm-hmm. about that $45 million cap number. They have Kellamon uh, on the roster, but I would just kind of say it's TBD to be determined right now. So I will put it at like 5% okay. all right. um, just because, you know, Kirk, the thing about Kirk is, you know, you're going to get good quarterback play from him. He's not going to be disastrous or anything like that. I think that was an outlier stretch running for him to begin the season just because he was God awful the first three or four games. Yeah. Uh, but he picked it up after that. And we really saw him, uh, I should say, regress. I would say improve back to the mean a little bit more from to what we've seen from him in years past. So um, I don't think they're going to be in a situation of where they take a quarterback early unless Kirk Cousins just got awful. And then if he's got awful, they're going to put Keller Mond in there to see what he can do in a sense. And even if Kirk does play well and the Vikings have some games of where they're up a significant amount, I think they're going to throw Kellen in a little bit more um, than what we've accustomed to seeing in years past. So either one way or another, we're going to find out what Keller Mond is as far as if he can keep the ship afloat. Or not, even if games are out of out of out of hand a little bit, they're going to find a way to sneak him in some reps. Yeah, and I know some of the people in the Vikings, you know, front office liked Mond just as much as as Justin Fields. At least that's what some of the reports have been saying going around. Um, and then you look at the last couple of times the Vikings have taken a quarterback in the first round, they've kind of been desperate to just need a quarterback. When they drafted Teddy Bridgewater, I think what Matt Castle was there. Their yeah. starter, and then when they had Christian Ponder, that was when what they traded for McNabb uh, at the end of his career, and that went terribly. Um, <laughs> so it's not like the Vikings are in a situation like they were before, where they're desperate for a quarterback. So I do agree with you that the percentage is low. It's just something that obviously we're going to be keeping an eye on because every year there's there's quarterbacks that just you know fly up the the boards or whatever and that was the case this year you probably say that what zach wilson i don't think people yeah. saw him being at the number two pick uh before the start of the college season they saw him as a good prospect but not flying up there but always happens uh, but that's going to do it for this show jordan thanks again for joining where can people follow you on twitter yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jordan underscore Reed. That's J-O-R-D-A-N underscore R-E-I-D. You can find my work at thedraftnetwork.com. And then you can also follow my podcast, the Reed Option Podcast. That's R-E-I-D on every single podcast platform. Yeah, congrats on your retirement from the NFL too, by the way. <laughs> Thank uh, you. A great career. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.